This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, we do a podcast. Uh, so you're a diehard giant. What's up, Al? Uh, Jerry, I have a topic I want to bring up, and I, I don't want you to think I'm bringing this up for uh, to be disgusting or to be a uh, shock jock. I'm bringing this up with biological questions in mind. And, oh, good Lord. That's not the, a good preface to this. You're the guy I want to go to for this, I feel like, with your medical background. Medical background? Yeah, that you might have some answers for this, or maybe the audience can help me out. Is this something you're dealing with? Uh, yeah, but it's nothing. It's it's, oh, okay. uh, it's, uh, it's more of a curiosity. All right. I, everything's fine. It's just more of a curiosity. Mm-hmm. So today is Thursday. Right. Thursday. Uh, it's, it's like 10 something or whatever. I last. Oh boy. I last pooped Sunday morning. Oh my God. Jerry, it's Thursday. Dude. No urge. Nothing. I was just thinking of all the food I've consumed. Yeah. Since where is it? Right. It's this is rolled my... up in your intestines. Right. Ugh. In your di- digestive tract. Yes. I just thought of like I have uh, four scrambled eggs every day for lunch. So that's Sunday because it was Sunday morning. So I ate I ate all day Sunday all my food three meals plus snacks. Monday all the food. Tuesday, Wednesday, and now part of Thursday. Four full days of oh eating. Oh my God! So think of that. If, it, if it's four eggs a day, I've had sixteen eggs. Yeesh. I've had a lot of peanut butter and rice cakes. A lot of peanut butter rice cakes. A lot of uh, chicken, pork chops, sweet potatoes. You know what I don't hear a carrots. lot. Carrots. Well, that's actually what fiber. Yeah, the carrots should help. But there, there's Figs. not a lot. You're, you're, it's a lot of protein. Blueberries. Yeah. Raspberries. Yeah, no, okay. Now you're starting to get to stuff that should help. What is going I on? I don't with, know. I don't what, know. But what's weird, and this you is... You have a sausage casing in your stomach. I'm like, I'm feeling the urge now. I have to, like, I'll be like, okay, when I get home. But I actually felt that yesterday. I was like, ah, well, about it when I get home. I was like, I feel it a little bit. It's like, ah, by the time I get home. But I did that Tuesday, Wednesday. And nothing. And now I'm here again Thursday. Yeah, I don't know what to It's weird, tell. right? It's like you've got poop running down your thigh or something. So my question is, how does my body know? Because on the weekends, when I'm home, I get up in the morning, I have coffee, I go to the bathroom. When I'm on vacation, every day I get up, I have coffee, go to the bathroom. But why? You have such a routine, though, now. I know, but I don't know why my body... What does my body know where it's like I get up... It knows I'm going to work. Well, you're also up at a different time. I'm up at a di- right. Um, yeah, it's true. I'm up at a different time. Um, I get up. I eat a little oatmeal. I walk the dog. I get ready for work and go. Hmm. And I have my coffee on the ride in. But yeah. when I come in, I don't feel like I have to go to the bathroom. Yeah, so it's bizarre. How does my body know that? Don't know the answer to that. I don't know. And then let me ask you this, because we've all experienced this, Jerry. Let's say I'm sure this has happened to you, where you've been at work and you're like mm, I kind of have to go to the bathroom but I, I could definitely make rather it rather wait till you get yeah, home yeah rather sure. wait till I get home as you are 
parking your car and start walking up your your walkway, your body really is like, all right. Yeah, well, I think that's part of your... Why your does mi- your body know that? I think it's part of your mind. So you think the mind sends, sends the signal to your uh, like intestines? Yeah. I do. Even though it's not officially go time yet, you still got that walk. You still got to fiddle with the keys to unlock. You still got to get to the bathroom. Do you remember the, the audio we played of Derek Jeter this morning on the show about the golden thong? Yes. And how he was in a slump. And as it turns out, it was probably Jason Giambi, not confirmed, but probably Jason Giambi said, when you're in a slump, you wear the golden thong, you come out of the slump. And so after he couldn't take the slump anymore, he put it on and homered in the first at bat. Do you really think that the golden thong had powers? Or do you think that his mind gave him, he got, he had confidence from that stupid piece of material that he put between his butt cheeks? Confidence. I think it's, I, I think you can tell yourself a lot that can, make things happen and i think and maybe it's subconscious in some cases yeah because when you pull up to your house man it's all mind games life is mind games it is it's all it is that's why all of this stuff and we have fun with it of course but the whole thing with the bird and the mom like and after you die and all that stuff tell yourself whatever you want if it makes you feel better right because really at the end of the day it doesn't matter it's what you believe and that's great then if your body is telling you and knows, like in your mind, do you want to go here? No. Okay. So you've trained your body that when I'm here, unless it's an emergency, I ain't using these bathrooms. Right. So you've kind of gotten into the mode that it ain't happening. And then sometimes when you get home, you're probably at peace and you're relaxed. And your body's telling yourself, now's, now's a good time. But that should happen when I go home every day. I, I don't disagree with that. But I do think you have to look into the food you're eating too. Yeah. I do. I mean, I think that could be part of that situation as well. I would love to today, because I think it's going to go down today. Mm-hmm. I would love to be able to go home and weigh myself. And then when you And then unload. go to the bathroom and weigh myself again. But the problem is, when I pull up, my body's going to be like, it's go time. We ain't got no time to weigh ourselves. You should have three seconds to weigh yourself. It's You haven't gone in four days. Another three seconds isn't going to kill you. Right. Honestly. Yep. But, yeah, so, I just, I would love to see, like, a uh, an x-ray. I don't know if an x-ray would show that. I don't know if an x-ray MRI does. image of what's going on. In my... Now, I remember I went to the the gastro doctor a number of years ago, and I and I mentioned this to the, the doctor. And they said, yeah, I mean, if that's what your body does, that's what your body does. It's not it's normal, not, though. It does not normal. No. I know people, like men, who'd be like, I go three times a day. Like, three times there a are, day? Yeah, there are people that do that, sure. Yep. But this was happening to me, Jerry, even when I was when I was um, taking Metamucil every day. You would take Metamucil and not go? Yes. For th- the same thing. I'd, I'd like go on the weekend, and I would drink Metamucil, a glass of Metamucil every day. Wow. And I wouldn't go again till Wednesday. I don't know what's going right. on. Right, and you had your colonoscopy where you didn't clean yourself out. Right. With 64 ounces of that stuff. Correct. Ugh. This is a true mystery, Jerry. Yeah, your exit ramp has uh, has some blockage. Yes, very strange. And I, it's probably not good that things are sitting around. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, your crap is weighing you down. Right. That's where the saying comes from. You're full of crap, dude. <laughs> you are full. Of crap. I am. I'll never forget one. One of my friends. Well, I was probably. I wasn't playing on the big field yet. I was we we were still on the smaller field, but very close. So I was probably twelve, and I remember a friend of mine didn't come to practice, and his dad was the assistant coach. And when he came to the game that weekend, I'm like, "What happened with uh, Danny?" And his dad's like, "He's full of crap." I'm like, "Okay." I'm like, "Is he okay?" Like, but what happened? Why he wasn't at practice the other day? He was full of crap. He had a terrible stomach aches. We took him to the hospital, worried, and the doctor's like, "He's full of of crap." Oh, okay. How did they, they get it? Oh, they used a laxative mm-hmm. to get it out? Yeah. And it had been like four or five days he hadn't gone. And he had terrible stomach issues. I wonder if I could if I could stimulate the area with the tushy water. Uh, like if I shoot water up there, would it act as an enema? Why don't you try? I might. If there's, it doesn't go down today, there's I'm... There's no reason not to. Imagine you get on a plane. This would be the nightmare. No, nothing until you get to Newark Airport Sunday, Sunday morning. to Sunday? And then you get to Newark and you got to use those bathrooms? No. Yes. Or on the plane. <laughs> That'd be unbelievable. That would be hideous. Yeah. 
Because you know that's happened to people. Oh, for sure. You know? That's why when I see people at the airport... Eating McDonald's? Yeah. Eating anything that's just not a pretzel. Like pretzels. That's my new routine now when I'm with Rutgers. So when we have the charter coming home right after the game... I, instead of getting the big meal, like every I mean, all these kids, they get large pies. It's unbelievable, the food that everybody eats. So I will get the meal to bring in here so that I have something to get through the day. And my new routine is a, a soft pretzel at the concession stand. Yeah. That's it. This way I get on the plane, I'm fine. Yeah, I as see. As long pe- as not Aunt Annie's because those are oh, yeah. filled with grease. Oh, my gosh. Or butter, whatever the hell it is. Very. Right. Uh, listen, I, I used to enjoy them. But they are greasy. Yeah, no, too greasy. I can't eat those. But yeah, you got to be careful when you choose snacks and meals to have on the airplane. Yes. And when I see people sometimes waiting around, like for the flight, and they'll be like eating tacos or something. Yeah. Like, what are you nuts? Gassing up is what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, it's you terrible. You got to be careful. I couldn't agree with you more. I was just on the uh, the website that that tells you uh, how to uh, what you can bring on a plane or not. Oh, okay. It's very interesting. If you go alphabetically. Mm-hmm. It I don't t- think I've ever looked at it. Yeah, I, I did look at it. Legitimately, like, if you go A to Z of what, and it'll, it'll give you answers, yes or no, mm-hmm. and what the limits are. Legitimately, like, under A, antlers. Antlers? Yeah, like, I'm telling you, Jerry, it's... Wow. They have every possible scenario. That's interesting. Candy. What type of candy? Can you bring candy. this? Can, yeah. Yeah, you could bring. Turns out you could bring candy. We knew that, though. Oh, I thought there was something you couldn't bring. Oh, no, gosh. no, no. It told you whether it, for each item it would tell you whether it was okay to bring in carry on. Got it. Or stored away. Oh, okay. Understood. So you looking forward to flying? I have not flown in a long time. When was the last pre COVID? Really? Yeah. Wow. So Miami. Yeah. Damn. The last time was when we went to this, do the show Super Bowl in Miami. That was the last time I was on an airplane. Hundred flights right. since then. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, and it might even be more than that. To be honest, with all the with all the Rutgers travel, three years of Rutgers travel, uh, several vacations. Yeah, I mean, it might be if each trip is two flights. It yeah, it's probably over a hundred flights. I'm trying to think if I was on anything. I no Italy. No Italy. I went in uh, sixteen and okay. seventeen. I think. Wow. That is wild. Yeah. All right. Look at you. Yeah, it's weird. And we're all on the same plane, me, you, and Eddie, yes. and my son? Mm-hmm. Okay. I did email over to CBS who booked our flights to say, like, are we getting information to tell us how to check in I have to nothing. our flights? No record locator, no confirmation number. Yeah, me neither. Do we just show up? Right. And hope for the best? <laughs> I hope they didn't get those cheap tickets where you don't pick a seat. I think they did. I really do, because I told you, I looked into this. The seat that I want to sit next to my son was available. And they're like, no, you got it. And usually it's not a problem. What? What do mean usually it's not a problem? What does that mean? You either get the seat or you don't get the seat. I don't think we have seats. I think we're going to get there and we're going to get middle. Right. That's what I think we're going to end up with. We're going to be right in the middle of uh-huh. people. That's what I think. And But I would have gone and bought my own seat right. if they would have just given me the confirmation number to log in. I not log in, but to be able to check in. I don't know. I don't know. What's an amount of money that you would pay to upgrade to first class? Um, if their CBS is paying for our tickets, six hundred bucks. Yeah, but but remember, for me, well, I right now my you son got two. That's fine. He doesn't care. Yeah, I have five or six, seven hundred. Yeah, I feel like I want to fly first class. I want to live it up. But I spend seven. I'm not going with Genus. I don't have to pay for two flights. No, I do. Yeah, that's and I already spent you know on his flights. For I had to pay for him to go out there and then for him to go to Chicago with me on Friday. So I think I spent, I think I spent round trip 480, 440, something like that. Not great, not terrible. It's what it is. But yeah. Probably be a lot of media people on our flight. Sunday morning? Yeah. You think a lot of media people from New York on Sunday morning? You think they're there already? I don't know if a lot would, would be there all week. Or the later, right? You're right. I would Maybe think Wednesday. Like Tuesday, yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday. I'd be, I mean, listen, the national guys, sure, they have to be, but I don't know if these local papers are sending people the entire week to cover this anymore. Good point. But I don't know. I don't know. You think you'd be sitting next to Ralph Vacchiano? That'd be cool. Or Paul Schwartz? Yeah. You ever sit next to someone famous on an airplane? Or ha- have someone famous on your flight that you recall? I don't recall. 
I'm sure I have, but I right now I, I nothing's coming to mind. I also slept two and a half hours last yeah. night. So I told you sat next to, to mind, I sat next to Dan Reeves. Oh, that's cool. One time that was cool. I I have sat next to Steve Peichel. That's a good one. <laughs> if we're doing the coach thing, he's very famous. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anybody other than Reeves. Well, I was on a plane with Muhammad Ali. That's cool. We were both in first class. Because that's when my dad worked for Delta, yeah, sure, so we sure. would get first class. Wow. Muhammad Ali flew commercial, huh? Yeah. And we were going from uh, L.A. to, we were going back to Newark, but we had to go to Atlanta first. Okay. And Muhammad Ali was getting off in Atlanta. Did you see the Chad Cinco story? No. Amazing. So he does this podcast with Shannon Sharp, and he reveals how, through his NFL career, all the jewelry he bought was from Claire's. It's all costume jewelry. He saved 83%, he claims, of every dollar he ever made after taxes from his NFL career, which is why, as he says, I'm good to go. I've invested the money properly, and I didn't spend like an idiot like a lot of people. He goes, I see teammates that made less than me taking private planes, going on these lavish vacations. He goes, I'm good with spirit. Just get me from point A to point B. Yeah, yeah I'll spend money on the hotel because it's a vacation, but I ain't buying the Rolls Royce. I don't need the private jet. And these idiots that are buying diamond necklaces like they think the money's always going to be there, very uh, brilliant. Listening yeah. to him was it was awesome. I liked him. I liked when the he when he's uh, they'll you'll still see things on like YouTube of him mic'd up during games. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Like he was a fun guy. He was. He was. It's a shame that that whole yellow jacket nonsense on Monday night. I feel like really derailed the rest of his career. I'm not saying it did. Yeah. It feels like that was like his moment where everything went the wrong way because he was a damn good receiver. He was. And then I also saw a thing recently where they were, they were going over the, the Cowboy Niner game where, uh, Deion Sanders and Jerry Rice battled Mm -hmm. the whole time. Yeah, sure. And Deion Sanders trying to shake his hand in the beginning of the game and Jerry Rice isn't even, they're lined up. no part of it. Not even looking at him. Yeah. It was great. If you go back, a lot of the reason the Cowboys got Dion was to deal with him. With Jerry Rice. Yeah, I mean, even though the Cowboys, you know, won in 92 and in 93, the Niners got them in 94. It's just, it was, there were battles. And who was the other uh, wide receiver cornerback battle where they were getting in the fist fights during the game? I don't know the answer to that. For some know. reason, like Andre Risen is I don't know. in my mind. And then wasn't there a Jalen Ramsey versus somebody? Well, Jalen Ramsey, when he was with the um, the Jaguars, I don't I'm remember trying to think who like he was battling. battling. Yeah, I can't remember. That we don't really have those. Bitch, right? Yeah. yeah don't we don't really know. have those those battles with like a, a pure, a great corner and a great, great wide receiver that are on each other the whole time. No, not anymore because they move the guys around yeah. all over the place. And cornerbacks don't really travel anymore with the wide receivers. Yeah, I miss those days, Jerry. Yeah, it's different. It is different. I like traveling with my wide receivers. Right now you're just traveling with your feces inside you. Yeah, a whole lot of it. Do you think Dion would return punts today if he was he a— He could, yes. No, but no, I mean— Well, I he mean, if, his, it, his toe amputated. How about this? I mean, if he was the star cornerback that he was back then— Yes. —in today's NFL, would they have him returning kicks? I think he would because that was part of his game. That seems like an injury waiting to happen. He was, you know, but he was smart about it. He knew when to go out of bounds. He knew when to get down. He didn't take big hits, and he was just so damn fast. I'm not. You and I vehemently disagree on this. I believe you're playing a game. Go play the goddamn game, and if you get hurt, you get hurt. Because I don't know. I mean, what what's the point of the whole thing? Yes, you're out there to win, but you're also. This is what drives me nuts about the whole mentality of, well, it's entertainment. And when the athletes say, well, you know, movie uh, actors and actresses make hundreds of millions of dollars, we're entertainers like them. Then go effing play every game. But when you ask them to play every game, you know, it's really, it's about winning championships. And this is better for the team. Right. Eat this. The inconsistency and the hypocrisy is hilarious. Go play. You're getting paid a fortune to play. Play. If I gave you a game between Deion Sanders as a cowboy and the Giants, would you be able to tell me what year it was? There was a Monday night I might. game. 
I know I was living in Tampa, so it was somewhere between 94, I'm going to say 95. Yeah. And uh, 2000. Okay. It was a Monday night game. 96. Cowboys Giants, he returned, I think, two punts. Was that the that was the game the Cowboys were up twenty eight nothing at halftime? Or he returned a punt and a and a pick six. I believe I can't I remember think that what it was, was September of ninety six. I believe I was at that game. I mean, I was loving it, Jerry. We were doing an appearance. We used to do Monday night football appearances on the sports uh, Tampa Sports Talk Radio sure. station. We would go to a Goodfellas this bar. Right. Oh, Jerry, I remember living it up because I loved the Cowboys. I am pretty sure that that was September of ninety six. Yeah. I'm almost certain of it. And they retired Phil Simms' number. Dion was one of those guys I hated unless he was on my team. And I was like, eh. Oh, of course. There's Dion. I didn't like like him either. Yeah. He's on your team, then you like him. Yeah. And I also think they retired Lawrence Taylor's number that night, too. If I Was that also the night, or was this a different night, when um, Emmett Smith played with uh, his shoulder, crazy shoulder? Oh, Al. Come on, man. When was that? You really don't remember? That was on a Sunday afternoon when the two teams were tied for the division title at at MetLife Stadium, at Giants Stadium, and he played with the dislocated shoulder. Yeah. And then he played into overtime. Um, He put the team on his back. Yeah, that was a Sunday. And and listen, what he did was was phenomenal and everything, Um, and I remember watching that game. Here we go. So the crowd was gathered not only for the rivalry, but da-da-da-da. So this would have been, I want to just see if it was the right game. Uh, I'm, trying, I'm having trouble finding it, but whatever. Uh, so, yeah, so no, that was completely different day. Oh, okay. Yeah, completely different day. I'm going to put 1996. They're all together to me, Jerry. That was just one giant great game by the Cowboys. Yeah, I hear you. I'm trying to, here we go. September 8th, is this it? 27 nothing Cowboys. I think this is it. September 8th, Cowboys 27. Let's see if I have this proper. Uh, Deion Sanders, touchdown catch from Troy Aikman. No, he nope. doesn't have any returns for a touchdown. Oh, yeah. It was, this was a definitely a punt return touchdown. Yeah, okay. He scored, though. All right. I was at this game. This game in particular. In Giant Stadium? Yeah. And my friend got so drunk. on He had never had wine before. So we a little were sitting, wine uh, at the football game? It's true. We were sitting in the mezzanine. He was a diehard Giant fan. I mean, as much of a Giant fan as anybody I've ever known. And so I go, and again, I don't wear the Cowboy stuff, whatever. I just go. Kim came with me. It was him and his girlfriend, and there were two other couples. We were a group of eight, and we had this phenomenal tailgate. Um, there was a lot of wine. There was all sorts of food, you know, beer, whatever. And I'm like, I didn't like wines. So I didn't touch it. So he had wine for the first time. Uh, that night, he loved it. He probably drank two bottles, you know, the small bottles. Yeah. And we get into the game, and he didn't look right. And so he's standing up, and all of a sudden his eyes close. And next thing you know, Kim taps me on the shoulder. She goes, grab him. I'm like, what? And as I turn, he just right down and collapsed into the people in the next row. Oh. And he he got thrown out. Oh, they tossed him out of Get out, sir. Yeah. And it wasn't that he was drunk. It was that he was drunk. He passed out, and he kind of fell into a woman. Yeah. And, you know. They no. wanted no part of that. No. Now, in fairness, I think it was already 20 to nothing. It didn't right. matter anyway, but, Could yeah. Split anyway. Yeah, exactly. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up program, and then we'll see you back here tomorrow morning, which is a Friday. Any How about Rod- that? No Rutgers game tonight, Jerry? No. Okay, no. that's good. No, I'm driving. No. No, no Rutgers. No Rutgers. All right. Uh, All right, let's do the warm-up now then. So! Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? 
This boy isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's your turn to cause trouble. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. What's up? What do you say we do this on a Thursday morning? We're that close to Friday, 502, the Eddie Scazzeri. Hello, how are you, sir? And across from me, his name is Al Howard Dukes. What's up, man? Uh, good morning, Jerry. I'm uh, looking over my show sheet today. Uh, there's not a lot of uh, sports going on. It's a, it's a little thin. It's a little thin today. Say. And normally I like to save my uh, my broadcasting-related stories for, like, later on in no, the thing. No, this is a good one. I'm going to start with a couple of these that I got today, Jerry. One, the Howie Rose Hi, situation. Hi, I'm Howie Rose. Hi, I'm Howie. He had bladder cancer? And prostate cancer, I think, right? Or was I, it just bladder cancer and had his prostate removed yeah, that as part. part of the surgery? Yeah, first of all, when I read the how he found out he had bladder cancer. Yeah. I almost, I was sitting on uh, my ki- at my kitchen table. I almost passed out of him. I, he said there was blood in his urine. Yeah, why did you almost pass out from that? I, the, the thought of blood in my urine legitimately, like, yeah. and I was thinking this yesterday. It happened to me, and I, I had kidney oh my stones. It's right. freaky. I, I think I would actually black out if I was in the bathroom and saw that. Yeah. Like, I, my my brain, I can't, I'd rather have... Heart issues. You'd rather have no issues. No, no, no. But if you said you have heart issues or your blood in your urine, I'd go, give me the heart issues. Let me try to fix that. Uh, this idea that you go to the bathroom and see blood. I know. It's oh scary. It can be heart stopping. Oh, yes. Yeah. I think my heart, I think You might have both issues if that happened to you. <laughs> yeah. I'd have blacked out and then hit my head on the toilet bowl. Right. So you'd have a concussion, a heart problem, yeah. and the bladder problems. Yeah. So then I'm reading this <laughs> Howie Rose story. So remember last, like he was out last year, right? Yeah. It, it was it, mysterious. It we was knew mysterious. it wasn't good, but it was a little mysterious. Right. We knew it was a medical yeah. situation. So then he has the surgery for bladder cancer and, as you say, remove his prostate. In recovery, he gets a hernia. I know. Holy, I know. We're and he goes in for another. A lot of issues down there. Oh, and then he goes in for another operation. I know. I know. And he's fine. That's My the that gosh. is the miracle of modern day science and medicine. It is, and even when you read the article about the surgery he had, there's like no incision. They did it ro- with robotics. A robot did it. It was with robotics, and not only that, with the whole. He had, I forget the name of the word. I forget the word they used for the procedure. Laparoscopy? No, 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 no. They took the bladder out and made a new one for him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, what? yeah. What? <laughs> and it was made out of intestines. Yes. I thought we used, I thought we make sausage out of intestines. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. They just put a plastic bladder in you. That is unbelievable. Yeah, it's crazy what goes on. In, uh... So I'm thrilled for him. That's great that he's doing well and that the surgery was a success. I know he had a little bit of an issue after that with the hernia, but yeah. he seems to be good to go. Because I had just a hernia surgery. I didn't have bladder cancer, my prostate removed. And then you had swollen things. Uh, Jerry, it was a mess down there. I understand. I can't imagine what was going on in I his I can world. imagine you were probably sitting in your apartment at the time, looking down there, like, wondering, what is this? What is this eggplant what I have? What has happened to me? In my pants. <laughs> <laughs> That's purple and black and blue. That's terrible. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, so good oh. for him for getting through all that. Absolutely. And he's, Holy he, cow. Do you know what type of, I would think, we always talk about perspective and how perspective comes into focus when someone close to you passes away yeah. or some terrible story happens. 
man, when it is you, I don't know how he doesn't wake up every morning and just smile. I still think it. I think it fades away. I didn't say it doesn't. Right. But I would think he's still on the honeymoon yeah. phase of that until he gets into the rigors of the baseball season. Like, I think when he walks into Port St. Lucie, he's going to have a smile from ear to ear. Like, I'm here again. And I agree. It goes away. By by May, he'll be, hi, I'm Howie Rose. But yeah, I like, think for like a while, it'll be good. The little things get back to annoying you. Of course they do. But I do think you appreciate a lot more for a little longer when it's you. I did see a tweet from Howie Rose before we found all this out, I guess, last week. Uh, he he got his scorebook in for the season. Nice. I guess he gets this uh, top-of-the-line mm-hmm. scorebook. That probably he, the same one Evan has. <laughs> yeah. And supposedly it's like the best of the best mm-hmm. of the scorebooks. He was excited. I would. That yeah. is exciting to get in the mail if you are someone who's really pumped up about Absolutely baseball season. Are you kidding me? Got that my means... scorebook. So then you use that the whole season? Yeah, you probably do all 162 games for it. And probably the preseason games he does, the spring training games, I would think. It's... I keep hearing references on Cartner Roberts that Evan's got a book deal about his scoring give games. That sounds exciting. <laughs> Oh, there's an audio. I'm a loser. Like, I think it's very cool what Evan does. I really do. I think by doing that, you remember more personally because you're writing and you are focused on the game. I mean, how many times have you – let me say this loosely. How many times have you gone to a baseball game? And scored Um, it? No, but, like, your mind drifts. You're watching the game, but you're really having a conversation. You. How many times you look around? People aren't even paying attention. Not paying attention. They're Jerry. shoving popcorn in their face. They're drinking beer. They're talking to the guy next to them. They're on their phone because that's very casual. When you're scoring the game, though, like you actually have to pay attention to every at bat. So he's probably got the reason he's got such a great memory and recall is he kind of lived pitch by pitch with it, and he's into every game. I think it's cool. A book, hey, good for him. I definitely have a, a score. Scorebook from like eighty two, eighty three, where okay. I, where I, when I, I would go to like one or two Met games a year, yeah. and I would get the the things so you could do the, the program, the right? Game. The program yes. that was it, yeah. I used to do that too when I was a kid. I got to find that because I'm sure there, I'm sure there was a Dave Kingman at bat in one of those. I'd to like to see been. how he did that in day. your time. Yeah, he probably struck out four times. <laughs> I know. I telling you. I would have remembered if Dave Kingman hit a home run. He did not. I was going to say maybe one for six with a home run and yeah. five strikeouts. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, I think it's – I the one thing I have kept, and it's weird, the last couple of years we've gone to Game Changer, the app where the assistant coach will do the scorekeeping on the on the phone. Oh, really? Yeah, and it it is neat because you get the, the full stats. All that's wonderful. But for Matthew, I've got every scorebook – for him from the time he was six. I coached every year from six all the way to 15. For Joseph, I've only gotten until 11 because we went to Game Changer and we stopped using the book. Oh. It is neat going back and looking. Yeah. And I, although some of the pen marks are fading away, the days I use pencil because I didn't have a pen, that's really faded away. But you can still see a lot. It's it's cool. Now, when you would go to Mets games with your kids when they were younger, would you have them? Did you teach them how to score? A no, game? they were not interested in it. Actually, no, no, really weren't. Matthew was more into taking the pictures of the game. No, and to be honest with you, until the last couple of years, just really didn't care. I'm legitimately trying to figure out how I did that. Probably like, very basically. Yeah, because. I don't know that my father knew how to score a game. He wasn't a big sports guy. And I don't get the sense that you were writing in, you know, the little line to first and then a four six three and know what that meant. No, I probably put like a backwards K for us. Uh, well, cult, no, that's fair. No. looking. Well, that's no, that's normal. I meant for the double plays oh, for yeah, a no. fly out. No for chance. A t- yeah, exactly. I got to look for those now because I need to see that. I hope I, I want. You I, should find. I them. hope I didn't throw them out. You think your parents have it in a box somewhere in an attic? No, I have all my stuff. You do. Yeah, because when they moved, they were like. What are we doing with all this stuff? Uh, so I took a bunch of it, and then when I moved from Basking Ridge, where I had a huge basement where I just shoved everything, mm-hmm. I went into my, I'm going to become a minimalist. And I probably tossed everything valuable that I was interested in. You ever notice when you throw something out that you haven't needed or wanted yeah. for years and years, about a week later, you're looking for it? You're like, I know I have this. Like, you need it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so stupid. Yeah. It's gone. I <laughs> In the trash. <laughs> I know. It's so funny. Ay, ay, In ay. other Mets broadcasting news, Jerry. Other Mets broadcasting yeah. news. Yeah. Contract talks between Keith Hernandez and SNY are still yeah, I don't care for seem this. like at an impasse. Can we get this done? It doesn't. It's not looking good. No, it's not looking good. Now, they said uh, 
the latest. This came from Mike Puma of the New York Post mm-hmm. has the latest. He said uh, that Keith Hernandez was offered a new deal. He rejected it and counter-offered. SNY has not responded yet. I'd love to, like, what are I'd we talking about I'd love to know the here? numbers. Me too. Is he looking for, like, $15 million a year? <laughs> like, I love the guy. Maybe he's looking for a reason to not do it anymore. Or cut down, maybe? Or cut down, yeah. That'd be a great technique for him. He goes, uh, I'll do it for this money, but let's eliminate let's some of these games. 10 games off what I did yeah. last year. I, maybe. Or I leave in the seventh inning to beat traffic. Here's one thing we do know. He's not pulling <laughs> Phil Rizzuto. No. <laughs> did Phil Rizzuto do that? Yeah, that was like the big stories, the funny stories about him, that he would leave a game, and then he'd get to the George Washington Bridge. They'd start coming back, and he'd turn around and come back to the stadium. <laughs> so he would, what, have Bill White do it himself? I don't know if that's true himself? or not. That's like the myth. I, you have to, I think if you Google that, that will come up. I bet he could. Do, I bet Keith Hernandez could work a deal where on home games he leaves in the seventh inning. Uh, we don't want him to leave <laughs> in the seventh inning. No, I mean it's bad. We already know he's not going to go to Philadelphia anymore, right? Because he hates it there. So no, you can't. No, 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 no. I don't like that idea. And if I was SNY, I wouldn't like that idea. I wish we could see the numbers the same way we do with our, our athletes, right? I'd like to know, like, well, what why don't you start? What do you make? <laughs> what did SNY offer? What did Keith counter with? Well, the, I need Mike Puma to get this information. I would tell you that he is a former athlete who's had his whole life in the public. Yeah. So I don't think that that would be nuts if indeed that was the case. That's true. Right. We know how much he made back in the day. I want to know now. I want to exactly. know what, a house, what, his, what his house is worth that he's living in over there in uh, I'm Long sure Island. a lot. What kind of car does Keith drive? I would certainly think. Mm, that's a good question. Was that leather coat he, he, he had on when he came in here with last? I got questions, Jerry. He came in in a leather coat? Yeah. Interesting. And then Boomer put it on. It was a cool other coach. Oh, I'm sure it was. Oh, very cool. It was so cool, Jerry. Even the animal activists liked it. That's how nice it was. By the way, so Rizzuto used to joke on the broadcast. Maybe this is where it comes from. He would joke on the broadcast about leaving the game early, saying to his wife over the radio, I'll be home soon, Cora. I got to get over the bridge, referring to the GW bridge. Uh, And then he would announce... So in his later years, Rizzuto announced the first six innings of Yankee games, uh, 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 and they would leave. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's great. So that was true. I mean, this is Wikipedia, so I don't necessarily know if it's 100% true, but that's that that's the idea. Now, it sucks because you don't get any of the late-inning heroic calls. No, right? not if you're leaving. <laughs> I mean, well, this game is getting great. I got to get to the car before uh, <laughs> I, I don't want to miss traffic. the next inning. That is funny. Imagine if John left and just left yeah. season to finish. Right. Oh, I got to go. go. <laughs> <laughs> you take it. It's, it's too funny. Jerry, do you know Phil Rizzuto's catchphrase? Holy cow. Dude, come on now. I'm a Yankee. Uh, well, you're a Yankee you? fan. You should know that. I'm not a Yankee fan. You're a Met fan. I'm, I'm, I'm a baseball you're fan. You're a baseball fan. Yeah. You're like I would how say I more am. Mets than Yankees, but I'm not, not really either. You're like how I am with football. Uh, a bunch of like a bunch of teams. No, wrong. I'm not rooting for the Tampa Bay Rays like you would. I'm not going to root for the Pittsburgh Pirates or the Toronto Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. That's so that's not true. I do like going and seeing other ballparks. I have no problem watching an Angels Red Sox game, but I'm not going to sit there and call one of them my favorite team. Oh, okay. You're the fraud in this conversation. Yeah. By the way, I didn't do fraudulent five. We could do on the. There's other only side. two teams left. Pick one. And it's going to be the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. And you can't pick both. That. This is the Super Bowl. I will not allow it. Matter of fact, I've already instructed Eddie, if if you say I'm picking two teams, mm-hmm. he's turning your mic off. All right. You're not allowed. So I have to pick just one it's team. It's the Chiefs. For my fraudulent. You, and if it's not the Chiefs, you're a bigger fraud than I thought because you were the one guy that stood up there in the beginning of the year that said, why are we all dismissing Patrick Mahomes? Yeah. You were the one that we said, were, screw the Raiders, screw a, the Broncos. Yes. It's Patrick Chargers. Mahomes until someone knocks him off. You cannot now say, I'm going with Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. No way. Well, I guess we'll find out on the other side of the commercial break. Plus, did you see Sidney Warner, Fred Warner's wife? Yeah. You did see this. Uh, I, I, had, I didn't read it. She I... said during an Instagram post yeah. about how terrible her experience was that there were some Eagle fans that told her she w- they wish she died in a plane crash on the way back. All righty. Like, what the well, hell is wrong with Listen, they're, they're there to win, Jerry. They're <laughs> there to support their <laughs> team. Don't say that to another human being. <laughs> Whatever it takes for Are a Are you win. kidding? Oh, my God. And this is a beautiful woman who, as she says, did not dress in red. 
She had no 49er gear on. That was smart. But when she was online to get something to eat, an Eagles fan noticed she had a red handbag and got up in her face. And she basically thanked another Eagle fan for saying, hey, relax. Is that a red handbag? Like, what is wrong with these people? Now, I had I had stuff thrown at me, too. I had at the vet, as you know, hot dogs and pretzels thrown at me for just not cheering for the Eagles, right. oh, by the way. But my goodness. You got to fake it when you go to those stadiums. Oh, you got to pretend you're an Eagles fan. I, no. No, no. We're that's not, what I would do. I just sit there and watch the game. That's what I do. Uh, yeah, that's true. When I went to some Phillies games, I, I did not cheer. You weren't cheering for Real Muto's home run? No, but I but I wore like... Just street clothes. All gray clothing. Baseball like crowd's different than a football crowd. It is. Yeah, they were nasty, though. I saw as I was walking in... They're uh, nasty everywhere, though. They were face-to-face with a Dodger fan. It was uh, we, I saw Phillies Dodgers. You know they have a lot of problems in L.A., too. Oh, yeah. In the parking lot. Well, you get beat up in that parking lot. Dodger Giant games can be nasty. Yeah. So, that is true. I, I don't want to take... get beat up in no parking lots, Jerry. Our first break. No. Ever. Anywhere. Uh, quick break. When we come back, we will get to a lot more stuff. A lot of football, actually, too, which we will continue on. And then Boomer is back from the West Coast. It's Boomer and Geo on the fan. All right, great friends, great tequila. Casamigos tequila brought to you by those who drink it. Make sure you have plenty on hand this weekend. Casamigos tequila reminds our friends to celebrate responsibly. By the way, I told you that uh, when I was with Rutgers in Iowa, we got stuck out there on Sunday because of plane issues with the charter company. So we spent the afternoon watching the playoff games at the bar at the hotel, which they were nice enough to allow us to come back. So after, assume you know, just kind of whatever, hanging around watching the game, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to get a drink. Why not? So I go up to the bar, and I said to them, I said, do you have Casamigos tequila? The bartender, a little cutie, by the way, she goes, it's funny you say that. She goes, I don't think anybody buys anything other than. Oh, is that right? I was like, really? She goes, it used to be Patron. She goes, that's all we sell now. Casamigos. That's kind of cool. How about that? It's in Iowa. And you were like, how you doing? But I didn't do that. And how are you doing? I did not do that. But she was a cutie. Hmm. All right, Eddie. Uh, Eddie. Jerry. You're Jerry, right? Oh, I'm supposed to introduce. I see. I'm bothered yeah. by this because it's it's. There's two teams left. Right. All right. Well, without further ado, here's Elsa's to Far and Five Team. Incredible, <laughs> incredible introduction, Jerry. It's uh, the fraudulent five. These are the teams I'm currently rooting for, Jerry. Right. It could be up to five teams. It can't be up to five teams <laughs> unless you're going to all of a sudden pick the Brooklyn Nets. No, no, no. This is NFL only, Jerry. Yeah, Who right. are the teams I'm currently rooting for? That's what this the is. The Chiefs. Correct. <laughs> the Chiefs. Jerry, I can't wait to get uh, to Phoenix. I'm going to get a Chiefs hat. I'm going to get a Chiefs uh, gray T-shirt. Yeah. I'm going to be all decked out in Chiefs gear this week on Radio Row. What would it take for you to dress like the Jaguar mascot <laughs> and have a Chiefs thong? No, I'm not wearing a Chiefs thong. That I'm not getting. But I am excited to get some Chiefs gear. Okay. By the way, uh, and I'm going to do a video for this for, for the internet. I plan on... Uh, Packing one backpack as my... I, as, this is unbelievable. As my uh, trip. You're going to stink. No, I'm not. You are. And you know why you're going to stink? It's going to be in the mid-70s. At some point, you're going to sweat a little bit. Yeah. And you're going to put that shirt back on. I will. No, I'm going to have... A, a, I have all fresh shirts. Let me all right, but, but your pants are going to smell. False. You're going to sweat. False. Jeans I, don't smell. I disagree. Yes, they do. And if they do, I'm going to walk right down the street to the Walgreens to get myself some Febreze. To just mask the stink? Mask the smell. So the stink will be inside the crevices of your legs. That's correct. It's disgusting. I did bring, a, um, I am bringing a pair of like um, hiking pants that are very thin because uh, we're going horseback riding and I don't want to smell like a horse. <laughs> Afterwards. No, that's good. Because yeah. you know horses smell. Yeah, I know. And guess who else is going to smell? You. They do big poops everywhere. I mean, they're disgusting. Well, they are large animals. That is true. They just go wherever they want. Like a dog at least will like. It's a horse. What do you want it to do? Excuse me, sir. Can I see the bathroom? Horses and elephants do whatever they want. Again, animals. Yeah, but a dog will go off to the side. Uh, your you... cats, Jerry, will go into a box. Trained. Trained, yes. Yes, that is very true. Why don't, you, why don't you try training a horse? <laughs> like to see you get your teeth kicked in. <laughs> we trained them to do all sorts of things. Who was that? 
God, what, who was the coach that got uh, John Tortorella? Remember, he got hit, kicked in the face by the horse. <laughs> How do you get on the ice? Where was this? No, he, I think he owns horses. Remember oh, he we, does. We talked about that. You got to be careful. Horses will like if if they think you're doing something nefarious behind them. Yeah, and rightly so. Right in your face. I hear the same about you. Oh yeah, if I think you're behind me, Jerry, I will Spray kick mace you right in, in the face. face. Uh, one more. So, will you at least? Yeah. Let me ask you this: You're going to go there in jeans? Oh yes. Will you at least pack one pair so that you can alternate? Incorrect, Jerry. I'm going to have uh, my shoes, my jeans, my hat, my jacket, all that will be on me. How many pairs of underpants? I will have a new fresh pair every day. Not two Not two pair. Not two pair, no. You're going to wear the same pair all day? Yeah. You get up at 1 o'clock in the morning. Uh-huh. You're going to be out in the sun. Correct. You're going to sweat. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to go to dinner in those disgusting, sweaty underpants. Yes. Yeah, one pair of underpants a day. One pair of socks a day. <laughs> fresh T-shirt, though, because that touches your armpits. You know, and, the, and fresh underpants because that touches your genital area. You know who should feel blessed? Who? Your girlfriend. <laughs> She's going to be like, that's all you pack? <laughs> that's right. What stinks? <laughs> Well, I'm taking advantage because Phoenix is a place where it's warm, so I could just oh I roll God. up T-shirts, Jerry. They're going to fit in my backpack. It's going to be so awesome. You're right. No, no. Listen, I'm with you on all of that, but just the one extra pair of pants. That's that's all. Yeah, you're right. That's I'm, all. I thought about it. I'm just not going to have the room. You don't. Why can't you just bring a bag that's a good carry-on and I, then fold up your work bag empty? Yeah, the problem is like with the I like a carry on that fits under, under my the seat. seat. I don't want to fight people. No, I understand. I got you for I that understand. upper part. I, I understand because if you it, uh, it gives me pressure to get on the plane sooner yeah, to get a thing, and then I'll get mad if someone's using the thing above my seat. You're not wrong. I know when I went to Myrtle Beach in September, my dad and my brother drove because my brother did not want to fly for whatever reason. So I gave him my bag, and I just took my tablet and walked right on the plane. I think people were looking at me funny because <laughs> I had nothing other yeah. than a tablet. But it's also there's no pressure to get on. You wait till the last mm-hmm. possible second where you're teasing the people that are seated next to you because they think they're going to have an empty seat. And you're like, oh, hello. <laughs> Sorry, my seat. My dad used to like to be the last one on the That's plane. That's what I'm saying. It's like, why are we rushing? You'd yes. be sitting on that plane for five hours. Because of the space. Right. That's why people rush. Right. And if you, Plus, I like to be the person where, like, at the end where everyone's like, oh, I got no one sitting next That's to me. That's what I just said. And then I come rolling in. Oh, hello. I just said that. You did? It's like eight seconds ago. <laughs> wow. I just Today's said, show? Be the last one on to yeah. where the person thinks that they have oh, extra space, yep. and then you're like, that's my seat. Sorry. Uh, right there. Wow. Sorry, Jerry. That, no, that's fine. My brain is really concerned. Well, it's with like mine. How I'm packing all of this into one backpack. By the way, you saw your, uh, your fraud Marie Kondo is living a very sloppy life now. Yeah, she's the woman who... Um, mm-hmm. Is all about organizing uh-huh. and throwing things out that don't spark and joy. And why, how come is her house sloppy now and now, messy? Now, I read this in the elevator. Is that where you read it? I did. Uh, I, and then I, looked into it a little bit. I didn't look into it because the uh, children's. Amazing. Things get a little more difficult when you actually have other responsibilities yeah. and you're not single alone and you've got nothing else to do. I'll use. <laughs> See, these kids ruin everything, Jerry. They don't ruin it, it's, but it, it it does take up your time. Yeah, and all of a sudden, you can't be as anal as some people are. Right, right, right. So I thought that was funny. I had one other uh, broadcasting note, Jerry, uh, to finish up uh, my last segment. Uh, Greg Olson. Yes. Now this is interesting. His contract reportedly has an out clause mm-hmm. if he's offered a number one announcing job somewhere else. That's cool. Where would that be though? It'd CBS to... or Amazon? Can't be CBS though. He's not going to unseat Tony Romo. Why not? I'm not saying he will. Yeah. But if CBS wanted to make a move, he would have the opportunity to take that slot if yeah. they wanted to do that. Amazon. Mm-hmm. If they offer, I would think that would be a number one slot. They've only got one game a week. Yeah. I mean, I guess but that's they got Al Michaels. Dicey. All right, let me ask you this. And Kirk Herb what Street. if Collinsworth decided to retire? You've heard rumblings of that. I have. That could be a spot. He's probably going to slide his kid right into that spot. ESPN. I don't care for that nepotism, Jerry. I hear you. That Chris Collinsworth kid just all of a sudden gets to be on NBC football coverage. There's the, listen, 
they're talented. I was I talking. Mean, Ian's son is really talented. Yeah. Tom McCarthy's kid apparently must be very talented. Mm-hmm. Zach Gelb, talented. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I was complaining about this to my friend Kenny Albert, and I was saying your friend Kenny Albert. <laughs> <laughs> <You're so stupid. laughs> yep, <laughs> that's pretty funny. That's right, Jerry. Love to have that conversation. So went. if he uh, if he gets the number one job, he's out of there. Yeah, maybe. Did you see about? Did you see Tom Brady though? What did he say? Uh, according to TMZ, will not begin his Fox role anytime soon. Will be at least several months. He just wants to be a dad. Oh, okay. So I don't know if that means he's not going to start next year. Maybe he'll take a year off. But not sure. Several months, they said. Now, several months could take us right to September because that would be eight right. months. But, um, yeah, we'll see what he does. He just wants to be a dad, Jerry, and date a bunch of young, hot chicks. That's they, uh, what the statement said. Actually, it said he was not going to date right now. He just, made a statement about not dating? That's what TMZ said. Really? That he is not worried about that part of his life right now. It's about his kids. Hmm. It also said he was flying back and forth the sun he has with uh, Bridget Moynihan. Yeah. That he has not missed any of the kids' football games. That he flies privately every Saturday. Nice. And has been for years, or the last couple of years, to yeah. see him. So that's kind of cool. Because there are nice. people out there that didn't think he was, you know, partaking in his in his kids' activities. Oh, he's partaking. He is. I actually do see him quite a lot on TMZ photos. He's always with his kids. Oh, is that true? To the point where the one day it came up on the show, I don't know if you were in or out that day, that uh, people were like, does does does, does Giselle ever hang out with these kids? Like, it's always Tom Brady with the kids. Mm. Well, she, but she, haven't the kids been around when she's been on these islands with, yes. this, with this kickboxing guy or whatever the hell he yeah. is? I, I, thought, I thought I saw photos with them right near them. Jiu-jitsu, Jerry. Ju- that's what it is. The art of boxing. jiu-jitsu. Jiu-jitsu, yes. I'd love I'm to sorry. fight that guy just to show him. He would kick your ass, like, just so to, fast. Just to show Tom Brady I'm oh supporting him. Oh, my God. Him. It would be brutal. I'd love to get that guy in a rear naked choke. He might break you. Like, I don't mean a bone. Like, I mean break you in half. We'll see. Could you imagine going up against a real jujitsu guy? Like how fast do you think it oh, would take? Literally inside four seconds. Yeah, probably probably four or five seconds. Yes, hundred percent. He'd have you submitted. Yeah, yeah, that wouldn't be good. Uncle, uncle. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, Ouch. Exactly. We got a whole bunch of weird Tom Brady notes yesterday, right? Like all, everything was Tom Brady yesterday. Sure. So it was like Tom Brady's dad talked to the Boston Globe, and he said Tom Brady. Told him more than a week ago he was retiring. Tom Brady recorded this video, not yesterday when he released it, but days before. And then perhaps the oddest thing I saw, Jerry, is Tom Brady becomes the last drafted Montreal Expo to retire. I thought that was actually pretty neat. (laughs) That is cool. That is kind of a cool little note, if you will. I didn't know he was drafted by the Expos. Yeah, I actually did know. I didn't know it was the Expos. I knew he was drafted. I did not know it was the Expos. So he's the last one. No more Expos to retire after that, Jerry. That's it. No more. Unless they come back or the Rays play half their games in Montreal. Yeah. Uh, No more baseball in Montreal, as we know. We should let the Rays go play in Montreal. It's the Rays logo, but the Montreal... Canadians or Montreal Expos colors. <laughs> you just confused the Expos with the Canadians. Every time I say Montreal, I want to follow that with Canadians. Not Argonauts? No, that's no. Toronto. Toronto Argonauts. Right. Uh, I did see, speaking of the Rays, yeah. that they got approval to build their new stadium right next to their current stadium. Really? I think, yes. Plans are going forward. How about that? I thought they would move before they would put up a new ballpark there. No one goes. Yeah. Like, who's funding that? I don't know. I don't know how any of that works. You're right. Very strange. So, and it then looks I saw like they're not going anywhere. That Camden Yards was doing some sort of... Are they renovating? Yeah, I think so. Because that place, it's amazing how old that... Not how old, but that's got to be... Camden Yards has to be 2023. I remember Kim... Like, that was one of the first, like, wow, this is a yeah. cool new stadium. I, and I don't know right now off the top of my head. I would say Camden Yards opened... Early 90s, I think. I don't know. It had to have been because Kim got tickets for me there once. as like a surprise for my birthday. When did? And it had to have been the early 90s, and it was packed. 1992, Jerry. Okay, so there you go. So Camden Yards is 31 years old, and they probably see these new stadiums and are looking for some of the amenities. That said, it is still a fantastic ballpark. Yeah. And you don't feel like it's... You know, you would walk into Shea Stadium at the end while it was still your stadium as a Met fan. It yeah. was old. It I was mean, kind of a dump. It, well, but it was your dump. It was our dump. Jimmy. Yes. 
Camden Yards, you don't get that feeling walking in 32 years later. And how about the fact City Field now is like 15 years old? Let's knock it down. That, no, <laughs> not knocking it. Still, it still to me looks brand new. You're right. So City Field opened uh, for the 09 season, I believe. Oh, I know yeah, the new Yankee Stadium was 09. Because Did they both open the same I know, year? I know I went to the last game at Shea. That was in 08. So then it had to be 09. They both opened the same year? Does that sound right? That doesn't sound right. It but doesn't I, sound I, right to me. But I know it was uh, 2008 I was at Shea right. Stadium. We'll take a Just Google break. it. We will Google, Google that, that during the break. And then when we come back, we'll uh, make sure we're correct or incorrect. We do make a lot of errors, as some have you said. Make a lot of errors. <laughs> the greatest drop ever, I swear. Uh, and then Boomer and Geo at six on the fan. You know, so many times through the years, uh, we do see that big bands put out their final tours. This one, I believe. This one is, uh, this is, this is a serious one. This Ozzy Osbourne one, Jerry? Yeah, it has to be. Yeah, I'm sad I missed uh, Ozzy in his prime. I would, I, I loved, when I was in eighth grade, so like 1982, 1983, I loved Ozzy Osbourne. You were in eighth grade in 1982? <laughs> For real? I was in eighth eight in eighty three. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Eighty two, eighty three. That makes sense. You're five yeah. years older than me. Okay. Good yeah. point. But I loved Ozzy Osbourne. He was so mysterious though back then. Like he wasn't this kind of goofball that we yeah. kind of think of. Whenever since he did that TV show with his family, we mm-hmm. all thought he was nuts, you know, and everyone kind of mocked. He was like mocked, made fun of. I do like the show. If we're talking about the same one with him and his son, Jack, where they travel the world or yeah, whatever the I've hell it's called. Yeah, I've seen that one yet. That's actually pretty good. That's a good one? Because his son is down to earth and nuts at the same time, and he kind of reigns. He brings him in. He yeah. kind of reigns him in a little bit. And he, Ozzy, he's, he slurs his words. He's got that heavy accent. Yes. And when he's in America, no one knows what the hell he's saying. It's it's kind of and they drive around like there was one episode I watched where they were in some rural town, and he put him in like a, a Mini Cooper or a Cooper Mini whatever they're called, and it looked ridiculous. Yeah. And then the cameras showing him and his son driving around on these little highways, and people <laughs> looking in the cars like, no, nah, I can't be Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> like, what? It's funny. Right. This guy was the Prince of Darkness, Jerry. Right. And now he's not. Yeah. When I had MTV in like that early '80s, they used to run this Ozzy Osbourne concert. He looked so. I was like, look at, who is this guy? I couldn't have even imagine going to a show because I, I thought there were all rumors back then. Mm-hmm. Ozzy eats bats on I stage. Ozzy kills puppies. Uh, it was all bizarre, weirdo things. But. I would I would think he's probably one of the, growing up, one of the most mysterious yes. superstars that there ever were. And then what we saw when he, as we got older. Goofball. And he, totally goofball. <laughs> yes. Right, he was the devil himself. <laughs> To some people, to parents, to all this crazy stuff. Meantime, back he seems like the nicest guy in the yeah, world. Yeah, so I'm sorry I missed him in his prime, Jerry. That's yeah. why you got to go see your see the people you like when they tour. I have said this how many times? Many times you say this, and there's too many that I have not seen. Correct, including Paul McCartney. Mm-hmm. And at some point, it's going to be too late. It's going to be too late. Yes, that's why I know Bruce that. Springsteen kicked off his tour well, last you've night. Seen Bruce Springsteen? How many times? Many times. Right. You're right. I have not seen McCartney ever. Live. Fair enough, which Jerry. blows my mind yeah. considering all the concerts I've been to. Right. He plays I know. quite often I know. around here. I know. Well, and you're also running into the, the issue of the, the price of tickets. It's just stupid. Yes, very stupid. So, I get, you know, let me ask you this. With the way the HD TVs are these days, yeah. and they are outstanding, Tremendous. and the size screens that we watch now, do you consider watching a concert? I know it's not quite the same, but you kind of saw them in concert. Yeah, I would agree with that. Right, nice I've sound everybody. system. I've seen everybody. Then. You've seen it all, then. Jerry. I've seen it. Yeah, I got none to see. Yeah, like uh, Bruce kicked off his tour last night. I'll be watching all the videos later today. Now, who releases those? They just that... be on YouTube. No, no, I know that. But is that from people there, or yeah. does Bruce have an official videographer that posts? Um, he does, but not, not that quickly. Okay, He'll, they'll. I'm sure they'll post some things as the tour goes on. I've got to see Foo Fighters this year. I have yeah. to, and I know they've had some tragedy, but they are going to tour again. They are. Uh, that's one that I got to get to. Yeah, the summer, Jerry. We're not far from it. We're into February already. Yeah, no pandemics this year. Let's yeah. make this the summer of the concert. And when the Super Bowl ends next week, we're going to be looking forward, Jerry, to concerts. We should do that. 
We should go to a concert every week and well, then have a concert that. review. Alan Jerry's Concert Reviews, a podcast. We can write it off. It's a business. Yes. And we write it off. That's right. Uh, I do have a couple NFL notes I'd like to talk to you about, Jerry. Yeah. First of all, I thought this was interesting, although I think we all knew this. It was interesting to hear it from Kyle Shanahan saying he doesn't see any scenario where Jimmy Garoppolo returns. Correct. That's kind of... It was very out in the open. Yeah, I was surprised to yeah. see that. Yeah, no, there's no... He, I don't see yeah. that happening. He's, he's gone. <laughs> he was laughing on the bench last week. Did you not see yeah, that? Yeah, he had a big smile on his We've face. We've had enough of Jimmy G. Yeah, so he's definitely going to be The question somewhere. I would have is if Brock Purdy didn't emerge, would that still be the same reaction? I don't know that it would be. I don't think so. So Brock Purdy is going to be the quarterback in San Francisco. And do you think then they'll have Trey Lance back him up? Maybe the two will battle things out in training camp yeah. before I say. But the problem is Purdy didn't lose. Right. Like, he was so good. And I can't say he lost the NFC Championship game. He was in there for one series before he got hurt. Who knows how that game goes? So he was unbeaten as a starter. He wins a playoff game over the Cowboys. I I don't know. Yeah. All right, know. so we'll see where Jimmy G winds up. Yeah, it's interesting. You got Jimmy G. You got uh, maybe Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is coming to the Jets. I truly believe that. Me too. And I, it's nothing more than a gut feeling. It just seems like it fits perfectly for both sides. And I don't know if not what else the Jets are doing. So you're saying, Jerry, it makes a ton of sense. It makes a ton of sense. Get him here. Yes. Now, is this a story or not a story? Because I saw this as a headline, Jerry, and I read it. I go, I'm not sure. I don't think this is a story. Mm. But it's local, so I'll share it with All you right. here. Giants have spoken to Saquon Barkley about his contract, but have not spoken to Daniel Jones. Is this a big deal, Jerry? So here, uh, No, I don't think so, because Daniel Jones will be the quarterback here. They'll figure that out. I'm not worried about that. The Barkley one is interesting because at the bottom of the article, it reveals... You read down to the bottom of the article? I actually read the article, yes. That's what they're there for. Oh, I see. Um, it reveals... Remember when the story came out that the Giants offered Barkley a contract, they rejected it, and then they kind of said, we'll talk after the season. Yes. According to the story, the Giants offered him three years, $12.5 million a year. And he said no to that. Hmm. Now, here's why it's weird. On one hand, you could say, yes, but he was about to have, he was. I think this was early on in the season, he was off to a great start. And maybe you're thinking, well, you know, Christian McCaffrey makes $16 million, so why should he settle for less? But then you listen to him at the end of the season, and it was his words, not ours, where he said, I know that I've been... Uh, I've been injured. I haven't been there every game. Uh, he was basically saying he understands the value of a running back and the fact that he has not been um, durable enough. Like To me, he sounded like someone that understood he was not negotiating from a position of power. But you turn down $37 million? Maybe why? after he turned it down and then the season went on as it did, now he's like, hmm. But why wouldn't you go back to the Giants and say, you know what? I've thought about it the last couple of weeks. I want to be a Giant. I want the deal. That deal now, sir, is off the table. Well, because here's the thing. The franchise tag for a running back, which was also in the article, is only $10 million. So if they get a long-term deal done with Daniel Jones, and by long-term I mean three years, maybe four, you could theoretically bring back Saquon Barkley for one year and $10 million when he had 37 and a half in his lap for three years at a position where he admitted is not the highest paid position and he's not coming from a position of strength. Yeah, that was the thing. Like sense. With the Mets deal with uh, Jeff McNeil. Yes. I thought it was light, too. Yeah, when you look at it, baseball numbers, but then you hear him and he was just like, uh... I get anxiety not knowing, and I just wanted the deal, get the deal done. You he's know. also not a power bat, and those right. are the guys that get paid the big bucks. As opposed to me, I think he's the better player in a lot of cases. Right, the guy won the batting title. It's the, the, the finances of pro sports sometimes make no sense. And that's one batting champion, good defender, not great, good defender. Batting champion, did I say that? Yeah. And he's going to make, what is it, four, I don't remember, is it three years, four years, whatever it was, for $50 million dollars. Pete Alonso might get fifty million a year, right? Because he hits home runs. Yeah, I, it's it's very strange. It's not fair, me. Jerry. Well, I mean, listen, they're making tons of money. I'm not going to say that, but it is. I, that's why I thought the Barkley thing was odd. Very well, odd. Yeah. Now uh, you're wearing a Dallas Cowboy hoodie today, which, by the way, looks wonderful. Yeah, nice. It's isn't a nice it? looking hoodie. You, you got right. that out at the stadium? No, I've never bought one thing at the stadium. You ordered online. 
No, this was a Christmas gift from oh. my niece's soon-to-be husband. Nice job by him. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Jones, that's the J- Jerry Jones brother, he said that they're committed to Dak Prescott and open to a contract extension. Mm-hmm. I did see this. Is that surprising to you? Uh, the extension was surprising to me. Well, what's Committed his... to Dak Prescott, no. He just signed a contract right, last year for like $40 million a year. You're right. So Where what's... are we extending him to? <laughs> I mean, it's enough. <laughs> I, I really I don't understand. I don't get it I'd either. Have to, unless there are opt-outs in the contract that I'm not aware of, I'd have to look at the contract. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I was hmm. surprised when I heard that. And then the other brother, Jerry Jones, who we know, he's very famous. Did Jerry. you just call him the other brother? The other brother, because I said Stephen Jones. That's his son. <laughs> wow. Are you sure? Holy crap. <laughs> Stephen Jones is Jerry Jones' son? Yes, you dumbass. I swear I thought they were brothers. No. Jerry the Jones, Jones is bro- 80. Stephen Jones is in his 50s. So they could be brothers based on age. A long gap in between. Put your damn act together. <laughs> yourself. I'm trying to get okay. my... Yes. My God. Oh, I didn't realize that, Jerry. Oh, clearly. I thought they were brothers. I thought the Jones brothers were down there running the Cowboys. You're telling me that's his son? I'm yes. going to have to Google that. Stephen Good morning. And Jerry Jr. Good morning. Jerry Jr.? Yeah. See, if you Who's don't... Who's not mean- as prominent. And Why does he not get a prominent because Steven role? Has, because Steven's more the GM with Jerry. If I was Jerry Jr., I'd be like, oh, well, hello? Ay, 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 Let me do a radio ay. interviews. It's too funny. All right, so... Dak uh... <laughs> has, I think, it's two more years left on his deal, so I guess that's why they're talking extension. Let me rephrase this then, Jerry. Yeah, please. Stephen Jones' dad, <laughs> Jerry Jones. Yes, quickly. He's confirmed Mike McCarthy will be calling the offensive plays. Did he call offensive plays for the, the Packers? The Packers, yeah. He did? Yes. Okay. Correct. Uh, yeah, Dak Prescott will be a free agent in 25. So I guess they that's an why. Extension. Yeah, he's got two years left on his deal. Four years, 160 he signed for. we got to take a break. Good morning. We'll come back and uh, wrap things up. <laughs> what was worth, that or the triple-double from yesterday? That. That was worth <laughs> Mr. Fraud Cowboys fan. Odyssey Sportsman and Amy Lawrence on LeBron. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Now we got a couple more minutes to get you to the top. The Nets got blown out last night. The Knicks back in action this evening. Seton Hall beat St. John's. Rutgers beat Minnesota. What else? There were rumors going around, Jerry, that uh, Hulk Hogan was paralyzed. Yeah, I did see this. Glad to see that that's not the case. Because uh, Kurt Angle said uh, uh, in some sort of show or podcast. I'm sure a podcast. Probably. Of the Kurt Angle podcast, that uh, Hulk Hogan had lost all feeling in his lower body after he had back surgery. Mm. That would not be good, Jerry. That sounds terrible. Can't wrestle like this, that. It's amazing how difficult these back surgeries are. Yeah. Like, even when I went, because, you know, it was last month, I had trouble walking. I was in such bad shape. And as it turned out, I have two herniated discs in my back. And uh, even the doctor's like, we're not touching that. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want you to touch, but it's fine. But he's like... Only if it's absolutely necessary. We had Hulk Hogan in here years ago. He came in studio and he was walking very gingerly because he had just had back surgery. Yeah, well, you know what? So when you fly off one. turnbuckles yep. and you're getting body slammed all over the place. I don't know how more guys that wrestle don't have these. Maybe they do. And we just don't know about it. He used to do those big leg drops, Jerry. He would get you on the ground and then he'd off the rope. Boom. I do remember. Big thunder thighs right across your do chest. Do you remember his name in Rocky? Thunderlips. Yeah, look at you. <laughs> I loved Hulk Hogan, too. Oh, he was the best. Yeah, I did too as a kid. He wasn't very athletic, though, as far as a wrestler goes. But he was just huge. Yeah, he was big. Jimmy Superfly Snooker oh, was, was one of my favorites. He was good. When I was a child. Although he is alleged to have murdered his I, girlfriend. Listen, I'm not talking about his... He ruins his legacy. Okay, yes. I wasn't right? talking about his personal life. I yeah. was talking about him, the wrestler. That's it. WFAN. WFAN-FM. WFAN-FM HD1. New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.